protecting your assets for the next generation. You're listening to The Strong Room, a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 770 CHQR. Welcome to The Strong Room. I'm Peter Watts. On the program today, a look at a new survey from Royal LePage Real Estate on what baby boomers are doing in the housing market. It turns out they're doing quite a lot, and it's not just downsizing. My guest is John Ripko, a Calgary-based broker for Royal LePage. John, give us an overview, if you would, of Royal LePage's survey on boomers. Boomers are separated to different categorizations depending on their socioeconomic status, meaning to say, for the most part, Many of them are finding their kids are either not leaving home as early as they thought or are what I call the rebound kids. They go off to university or possibly work for a year or two, and then they say, hey, wait a second, life is expensive. I want to come back, stay at little home, uh, share costs, if any, at all with the parents and save up some money. At the same time, you have the boomers who are looking at it and saying, well, wait a second, I want to get on to the next stage of my life, so let's sell whichever home we're in downsize, be it uh, moving to a smaller center where typically costs are lower or alternatively uh, selling their larger home and then moving into a villa, apartment style condominium, smaller townhouse, etc. Saving that money to basically go into their retirement years and or spend on, uh, a lot of them are actually spending that money to acquire a secondary residence like a cottage somewhere. Uh, notwithstanding the socioeconomic range of uh, the 65 plus crowd um, in this in this particular market a lot of people have uh, profited from their real estate they have made money while they are working uh, some of them choose to continue to work some of them choose to uh, either downsize or to live in a different climate or to live in a smaller community it seems to me where they don't have to deal with the issues of a big city. Very true. When boomers are coming into your office, what are they saying to you in terms of their real estate wants and needs? I find the boomers we've been dealing with for the last couple of years, most of them uh, wish to downsize or they're planning on downsizing within the next two to five year timeline. They're looking at their options. And many of them are considering leaving the city, moving toward uh, whatever locale their kids are located in, typically more so if they have a daughter than a son. Uh, But in both cases, if there's only uh, males in the family, then they want to be closer to the grandkids. So they're moving toward smaller centers, be it in B.C., Ontario, or elsewhere in Alberta. With that, we also see uh, a number of them exploring their options. They don't, really don't know whether or not they want to change their lifestyle from a single-family home into a condominium. They're scared about condominium fees. They don't know what their responsibilities are going to be with regard to that. Or also, if they're considering moving into an apartment style or high-rise, they really don't know what life is going to be like going up and down an elevator. So some of them are looking at the possibility of renting their houses out, moving into an apartment style as an example for a year, just to test it out, sort of like leasing a car for a year to see whether or not that's something that you like to follow suit on, or alternately, if it's a long model car, you're not committed. 
I don't suppose you see people that 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 would prefer to remain in their single detached home because they're obviously not looking to sell it. But do you have a sense of how many of them there are, according to the survey, and um, and what they're doing to renovate their properties so that they can continue to live where they have lived in the past? Many individuals have decided to stay in their current home and recently renovate their homes. The renovations typically they undertake, which we find have the best returns, are kitchens, bathrooms, and floor coverings. And aside from those three elements, if they have limitations from a health standpoint, many of them are installing either elevators or some type of facility to gain access to a secondary or second floor. Alternately, some of those individuals are staying in a similar size home, but moving from a two-story into a bungalow. And is that reflected in what's being constructed? Construction, unfortunately, focuses on two-story family-style homes. Um, The cost of building a bungalow per square foot is dramatically greater than that of a two-story. And as such, developers are not building very many detached bungalows. However, they are building various projects along the lines of a villa. So attached side-by-side bungalow-style homes. Are Alberta buyers, at least the ones that you see looking at selling the home and moving to what might be considered a recreational property that can be lived in all season long? We find that a lot of individuals are doing that, especially uh, as an example of leaving the Calgary Marketplace and going into Water Valley or areas like that where they can acquire a home for considerably less money yet still be in relatively close proximity two major centers. And I guess some of them are saying, um, you know, our, our kids just moved out, uh, but we're not sure they're not going to move back in. So for the moment, at least, we're going to stay where we are. That's very true. And uh, a number of individuals actually uh, are finding that that does happen two to three years after the kids do move out. And uh, personal experience, my kids, have, uh, well, one of them graduated university, Move back to the city, but uh, she's in her own place. But my son is graduating this coming year, uh, has acquired a job when he graduates in Calgary, and I think he's going to move back in for a couple of years and save money. And so it makes a lot of sense. So one way or the other, boomers continue to support their children uh, as they get older, as the children get older, either in terms of uh, you can stay at home for next to no rent or um, we'll help you with the down payment for a home. Very true. Both those cases are extremely accurate. Uh, We find that a number of boomers are assisting their kids in the down payment or even a, a major percentage of the purchase of property. Uh, our research finds that they pay up to an incredible 25% of the purchase price, which is massive. But uh, they've almost planned that for the kids and or taking some of the money out of the retirement savings because depending on where you're living, cost of uh, living and access to home ownership is tremendously expensive. So therefore, they're basically making that sacrifice to better the uh, livelihood of the kids. 
Albertans overwhelmingly believe that home ownership is a good investment, uh, perhaps one of the highest percentages in, in the country. Um, do you sense that that same attitude uh, is part of the millennials and the uh, the Gen Xers and so forth, the youngsters who are coming up the ladder? Interesting question. If you asked me that two years ago, I'd say there's absolutely no way. However, we find, especially in the last 18 months or so, that millennials and Gen Xers overwhelmingly feel and or are following through with acquisition of properties. It is their number one goal or target in life, which was quite surprising to us. And in fact, we see that their demand or lust, if you wish, for housing is be greater than that of the baby boomers. So it might be a different kind of housing, but it would still mean that the boomer generation, which can uh, afford to support uh, a child, uh, is prepared to help with a down payment, say, on a condo as opposed to a two-story home. Exactly. Exactly. This condominium will be far more affordable. And subsequently, the percentage that they're assisting their kid with is considerably less than what they normally would have on a typical two-story you pointed out about the trend uh, to moving to smaller communities. It's certainly pronounced in some of the more expensive markets in the country. Is it as pronounced here uh, in terms of saying, I don't want to live in the city anymore. I don't need what the city offers. I, I can't afford to uh, to stay here, but I could afford uh, as nice or a nicer property if I lived in a smaller community within two hours of Calgary. We're finding that, personally, it's not necessarily that far as distance, like two hours or so. However, people are looking at their options. So as opposed to living right in the core of Calgary, they're seriously looking at the surrounding communities like Airdrie and Cochrane, High River, Okotoks, uh, Strathmore, uh, even going all the way up to Canmore, which is a totally different ballpark as well. But the individuals are willing to move out and you and uh, acquire typically larger lots for a lower um, investment amount. And at the same time, what's interesting is they're willing to drive to commute should they be driving or living uh, somewhere within the Calgary area. Bottom line, baby movers uh, comprise a large percentage of the marketplace. However, their movement, be it upscale, downscale, laterally, etc., isn't creating a massive disturbance one way or the other into the marketplace. That's John Ripko from Royal LePage Real Estate. Next up, Martine Tollefson from McMillan Estate Planning on how to handle the BC Cottage. You're listening to The Strong Room on 770 CHQR.